I'm Ashley McGee. I'm a health coach, military officer, and military spouse. I'm passionate about helping military women live their happiest and most abundant lives by improving their health. If you're looking for actionable tips and tricks to get healthier while balancing your hectic life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Healthy Women Warriors podcast. What's up and welcome to this week's episode of the Healthy Women Warriors podcast. I'm Ashley McGee and this week we're going to talk about a topic that's really near and dear to my heart because it's something I've frankly had to learn the hard way and that's advocating for yourself, for your boundaries, for your needs and really protecting your mental health while you're at work and still getting things done, right? Because There's this stigma that if you do these things, then you're going to not be able to show up for the team the right way or you're letting people down. And also, like, especially in the military, we have the stigma about being strong, right? We have to take on everything ourselves and mental health, right? We don't talk about it. We don't acknowledge it's a thing. Um, and you you definitely don't get help for it because, uh, you know, there's a myth that it will affect your security clearance, all these things, which it's a myth. That's not true. But here's the thing. When you don't advocate for yourself, when you don't create boundaries and communicate with those around you, especially when you need help, that is a recipe for burnout. It is. And I don't want that for you. And if you're like me, you're someone that gets stuff done. And then people expect that from you. I I joke I'm, you know, the, the action lieutenant or the, you know, the projects lieutenant because it's like I'll just get random stuff piled on, piled on, piled on. And then you end up completely drowning and overwhelmed. And that's when you really actually before that happens... You really need to communicate your bandwidth about what you can and cannot take on. And I think this is something that we forget. You know, the the military always tells us we're replaceable, right? Like we there will be someone that comes in behind us. Um, they simultaneously tell us that we're replaceable and that um, we're we're irreplaceable, that they can't do the job without us, right? So you you end up in this guilt cycle where you're burning yourself out, you're working yourself to the bone, you're like, because I'm the only one that can do it. And then you transfer and guess what? Someone else does it, right? So maybe you need that permission to let go a little bit. And okay, I understand that this is scary. I understand it's scary to think about advocating for yourself, being honest about where you're at, especially at work in a military setting. And I mentioned that I learned this lesson the hard way in that I really... I didn't have a choice because I was mentally in such a hard place. Uh, many of you know, if you've been listening to the, this podcast for a while, um, I had about a year-long struggle with depression when I was stationed in Hawaii. And there were days, there were times, periods of time in that, that I was borderline suicidal. Now, I didn't understand or I wasn't honest with about that with myself at the time, but I knew I wasn't doing well. And so I I decided I, I had to have the courage to talk to my department head and my chief about this. And 
fully, I will put in the caveat, I respected them both and had a great working relationship with them both. But I need to understand, I need them to understand where I was coming from mentally. So, you know, maybe it wasn't the day to give me, you know, more grief than usual. Maybe it wasn't the day to, you know, pile on something else when I already had a ton going on. And it was actually, it was really amazing because, you know, they didn't, they didn't treat me differently and then like, you know, treating me like a, an outlier or something like that, where, you know, they, they weren't still tasking me still, you know, work continued as usual, but I think they brought a little bit more empathy and care to our relationship. So, you know, if, if I was having a harder day, right, I also had that ability to say, hey, like today's today's a one of my bad days. And and that was something that was understood. And that made a huge difference in try in my recovery. And while still, you know, deploying, doing the job, and also qualifying as a service warfare officer. It was a lot. Um so again, I, I tell you the story because I'm not coming at this from someone like, oh, you know, just do the things and I've never done it, right? Like I've had these conversations when they were scary, when they were hard, when, you know, I was an unqualified ensign trying to prove myself on my first ship, right? Like that, I think that's the time, you know, we, we think that maybe the more you get up in rank, the um, the more control you have over your life, right? So as an ensign, it's like, just just do the thing. Ever, whoever's suffering the most wins, especially in the SWOT community. But, you know, I so I took that step and it made a big difference. And that's actually what started this path for me of saying, no, actually, I can talk about these things and advocate for myself. And I also want to talk a little bit about the limiting belief about strength needing to do it all. And we, oh my gosh. So military, we totally have this, right? And then tack on societal expectations for women. And like, it's a double whammy for us. So first of all, you are a human being. You're not Captain Marvel, my favorite superhero, right? We're not superheroes. We are humans. We have limits. <laughs> we can't do all the things. And when you try to do everything, something is going to suffer. Now, you know that I love talking about yes ending, right? Like n- not necessarily having an either or mentality, but but doing why not both? Okay. Well, in this case, the yes and is yes, you can get your job done and take care of yourself. But if you are saying yes to everything but the things that are going to take care of yourself, then where do you end up? Because every time you say yes to everything else, something's going to suffer. And when you, you're saying no to something every time you say yes, and it's probably yourself, let's be honest, it is probably yourself. And you're probably going to say, but Ashley, you know, I just, between my job and my family, there's just, I feel selfish taking any time for myself or, you know, we, we just, we're in a season right now where I, I can't do that. But I want you to, to pause for a second and think about the leaders and the just people in your life that you respect. How do they show up? Do they communicate boundaries? Do they try to do everything themselves? Probably not. They probably delegate, right? Or outsource. Do they pretend to have everything all figured out? 
And some of us do, uh, you know, and I, I'm guilty of it sometimes. Like, and I think we, we, we put on that mask for certain people. Like even when I was struggling with depression, I never wanted my sailors to see that in me because I was their leader and yes, I need, I wanted to be relatable to them. Um, but they didn't need to see how much I was struggling when they were also in a place where they were struggling. Right. So yes, I, I put on a strong face for them, but for my peers and my superiors that I was close to, I was honest. Um, and when I see that reflected in other people that I work with or work for, I personally, I respect them more. And I challenge you to think about the people that you respect and and what it is that you respect about them in the context of feeling that need to like prove that you're strong and that you can do all the things. And ask yourself the question, why do you feel the need to do all the things? Where does that come from? What are you trying to prove? So here's a reminder. You are worthy of love and respect regardless of your job performance or mental state. I'm going to say that to you again. You are worthy regardless of your job performance or your mental state. I hope you say that to yourself too. Say it again and again and again until you believe it. Okay. So we talked about you know why this is important. Talked about some of the limiting beliefs and, and why it's scary. And it's okay that it's scary. But let's actually talk about how do you do this? How do you actually start to put that habit in place where you do advocate for yourself? Well, the first step is to get honest with yourself. You need to be honest internally and have a conversation internally before you're going to be prepared to share that with other people. So are you taking too much on? What reasonably needs to be done by you, right? Because we think we have to do all the things, but actually what really has to be done by you or what can you delegate? And I literally, I was in a meeting yesterday. We were going through different action items in our in our leadership team. And I was like, yeah, I have this other thing that, man, I have not touched, but I know I need to do it. And my, you know, my civilian counterpart looks at me and goes, um, that's like, exactly in chief's job. Like, why don't you have chief do it? I'm like, you're so right. (laughs) You're so right. But it comes from a program that I started. So I feel like I have, you know, ownership over it. It's my baby, but I don't have to do all the things. And having people around you, again, this is the power of that communication, because then you'll have people back you up to go, no, you can delegate that. Also, what's not a current priority? You may have, I mean, I think we all have a to-do list of a thousand items, right? But not all of those things need to get done today. So what needs to get done now? What's up against a deadline? What do you owe to someone else? What's going to impact your ability to do the next like big thing for the job? And what can wait? And I ask this about meetings too right? Like, do I need to actually be there? Uh, Does this meeting, does this actually need to take place as a meeting? Can it be an email? Um, (laughs) And also, 
if you're working larger proje- projects, right, something that's going to take several months, create a quarterly goals list to help you prioritize when to do what work. That way, you know, you have it all laid out. You're not going to forget what you need to do, but you've phased it in a way where it's okay. Like I do, I need to accomplish this this month. And it it takes some of that pressure off. I mean, this is why we create poems, right? Plan of action and milestones. That's why we create them, right? Because you can't do all of the things at once. And then you also have something laid out where if you have a superior go, well, why isn't this done? Or why aren't you going faster? You can lay it out and go, Hey, hey, sir. Hey, ma'am. This is this is the poem. This this is the plan. And typically, I've found, at least in my experience, as long as you have a plan and you're like, I'm working towards this plan, then they'll back off. Like, okay, great. Like, I just wanted to make sure that we were making progress and moving forward. You clearly have things together. Like, rad, right? They're not going to go. Oh, why haven't you finished this six month project overnight? Like, no, that's. <laughs> That's not how it works. Okay. So again, this is an internal conversation. This is just starting with let's let's look look with within ourselves, within our our, you know, personal bubble and what is the true state of reality? Are you overwhelmed? Have you taken on too much? And what can you do about it? Right? Second step, talk to someone you trust at work about your bandwidth and how you're feeling mentally. And I want to be specific. You need to do this at work. Yes, it is friendship so important outside of the workplace, right? And I hope you have a support system outside of work that you need to talk to. But the reason why you need to have a conversation with someone at work is so you have someone keeping you accountable and also helping you advocate for yourself, right? Find an ally. So it's an accountability buddy and an ally. It could be a coworker, it could be a boss, or it could be a work friend. And it's also okay to have different versions of the conversation with different people, right? So um, my, my, my fellow lieutenant at work, we qualified together. We, he and I have like our frustrated rants. Um, he's also brilliant. So we, uh, we strategize a lot together, but when it comes to like sharing how we're feeling, um, that's more of the, the time where it's like no filter, like this is BS. I'm like, this is why I'm getting out of the nervous, you know, all of those kind of conversations. Um, but with my boss, you know, who I'm, I'm, for context, I'm a lieutenant, he's a commander, right? I talk more about my overall bandwidth concerns from both like a personal perspective, but also a leadership perspective saying, hey, so this is how I'm feeling right now. This is where I'm struggling. But and yes, I want you to understand where I'm coming from. But I also want you to understand I'm bringing this to you as a leadership concern because I'm seeing this in my people as well. And since you are technically in charge of all of us, I think that's something that you should be aware of. And he like great conversation. Um, he he does like check in with me, check in on thing and how things are going. And in the CEO email he sends every week, he actually says risk. A lot of people are dual hatted and getting overwhelmed. And I, you know, worry about burnout in my people. So not only did he take that conversation on board, he said, first of all, I, I, 
I'm seeing the same things you are. I'm experiencing a lot of what you are as well, which that's that piece I was talking about with respect earlier from your leaders, right? Like, do they pretend that they have their ish together or are they honest when they're feeling the same way? So that only built more trust between us having that conversation with him. Um, but he said, yeah, you know, I, I agree that it is a major risk and major concern so much so that I'm going to remind the CEO in my weekly update email every week that that is the biggest risk to our organization. That's huge. Like, I, you know, I, I haven't been in the Navy, you know, 20 years or anything, but even in my about 10, I, I think we've come a long way in the fact that we can have those conversations. So, and then, you know, my conversations with my immediate um, civilian counterpart, right? So like I'm the officer, she's the manager, we're, we're equals, but one's military, one's civilian. Um, she and I talk more specifically about how we're feeling day to day and what, what's stressing us out, what's overwhelming us, what's, what may be going on at home that could be adding stress. So we know between the two of us, how we're feeling and who can take on the things that pop up because there's always something that pops up, right? Where it's like, oh my gosh, okay, we had this whole plan for a day and now there's a crisis and we have to deal with it now, now, now. But by communicating our bandwidth and how we're feeling with each other, we know, okay, like, you know, she's already having a hard day. I'm going to take this one on because I'm a- I'm actually in a good place today, right? Like, or whatever. So it's, I'm having conversations with multiple people at work, but they're different based on the relationship and, and based on what um, ultimately I'm looking for in that support, right? Accountability, an ally, lo- you know, sharing the load, whatever it may be. So again, to recap so far, we have first step is get honest with yourself. And the second one is talk to someone that you trust at work. Okay. So my last step for you is figure out your non-negotiables and your boundaries in order to help how you're feeling. So when I was deployed and struggling with depression and my mental health overall, that was my daily workout. Because I was literally like, okay, I'm struggling with depression. I know that exercise gives me endorphins. And I need that from a brain chemistry perspective to help myself feel better. Like I literally, I'm a nerd, you know this. So I broke down the science like that to make sure that I I made that a non-negotiable. And, you know, obviously... Your schedule's your schedule, right? Things change. But depending on what was going on, I would either, um, you know, if I had an early morning watch, I would work out right after watch before quarters. Um, I would basically skip lunch, which I don't know if this is necessarily the best advice, but I would skip lunch, work out, and then have a protein shake because I brought them on deployment. That's one of my favorite deployment supplements. Um, and, and I made sure I got it done. And my, you know, my chief and my department head understood that, you know, when I, and basically anytime the watch schedule changed, I would let them know like, okay, like this is my workout time. And so they understood, okay, like that's the time that we don't bug Ashley because, you know, she's doing the thing. And obviously sometimes, again, things happen and you have to flex. But as a rule, that was a non-negotiable and a boundary that I set. 
And now, and I actually just recently started doing this because I was realizing I have meetings during lunch every day. Um, and Tuesdays through Thursdays, I am almost completely booked, like in meetings from like nine o'clock to three o'clock every day. And I was getting so just exhausted because I work in a vault. <laughs> so I'm not seeing the sun, you know, and I was just spending all this time on the screen. So I was like, okay. I need to take like, even if it's just 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes, I need to take time away from my computer, get out and, and, and take a break to break up my day. So now I, we have a, like a little mini gym, uh, across the street from my building. So now I'm spending like 10, 15 minutes in the middle of the day going in, like lifting some weights or going for a walk around the station just to break things up. And oh my gosh, I cannot tell you the difference that has made since I've started implementing it. Um, like it's, it's night and day how much, how overwhelmed I feel, um, how exhausted I am at the end of the day. Like it's, it makes a major difference and it's literally 10 minutes and, all of us have 10 minutes where we can do this. <laughs> you have five minutes where you can go outside and, and walk around and see the sun, right? Um, also, I think this is a really important one. I experienced this both when I was still, um, you know, attached to ships as well as now, you know, we have kind of this hybrid telework on-site work environment. And, and that's setting, texting, and calling boundaries with your boss and your team. So, Obviously, stuff happens, and sometimes, like, like if it's an emergency, yes, call me. If it, if you need it now, 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 call me. But if it's after working hours and it can wait until tomorrow, don't text me, don't call me, because I need that mental boundary. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be, you know, doing my Netflix and knitting and worrying about something at work. That that defeats the whole purpose of like winding down and having that self-care time. So that's another one where the the boundary is can be really important. So again, let's recap all three steps. <laughs> First, get honest with yourself. Second, talk about someone that you trust at work about your bandwidth and how you're feeling. And three, figure out those non-negotiables and boundaries and then communicate those. I guess I didn't mention that, right? Like figure out what they are and then communicate those with the people that you work with and for um, as is appropriate, right? Like use use your, your best judgment on who those people are. But that's going to make a huge difference in how you're able to show up at work take care of your own mental health. And ultimately, like, remember, like thinking from a, a readiness perspective, right? You burning yourself out does not make your workplace better. It doesn't make the military better. It doesn't make things better for your family, right? Like if you asked anyone that's close to you, hey, do you want me to take on all the things until I am struggling with crippling overwhelm and burnout and I basically shut down? No one's going to say, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. They're going to say, no, like, please, please communicate with me before that happens. Let me help you before that happens, right? So 
you have permission and the people around you want you to do these things. They just haven't necessarily said that, right? Because no one teaches us how to adult. No one teaches us how to do these things unless you had, you know, family members that modeled it when you were a kid, maybe. But Again, you know, especially when you once you join the military, you're like, well, they own me now, so I have no say in anything. And I'm here to tell you that's not true. You do have power and you absolutely should be advocating for yourself. So my call to action for you today is to go do this. Go like start the self-reflection, have a conversation, and then shoot me a DM, like message me on Facebook or Instagram and and let's celebrate. Just say, hey, I, I did the thing. I had a conversation about my mental health and I feel so much better or whatever it is. And I will celebrate with you because I know this is hard. I know it's scary, but oh my gosh, I promise you the outcome on the other side of this is so worth it. So go out, keep on living your healthiest and most abundant life. I'll talk to you next week. You've just finished another episode of the Healthy Women Warriors podcast. If you like the show, can you do me a favor? Go rate and review it. I would really appreciate it. And once you do, post a picture and tag at Ash McGee Coach so I can shout you out. Talk to you next week.